I don't know, how do we, how do we open week two? <laughs> like, um, with some good news. What, what, what's your good news? Um, basically, I moved up the rankings of Liam's in the world. Oh, what do you mean you moved up the rankings in real? What? Like, there's every name has its global rankings from okay. best. There's best to worst Scott, and there's best to worst Liam. What are you? I will, like, I'd be like, was like say 12,000 and something Liam in the world. Okay. But now, due to recent events, I'm now on about 9,000. <laughs> <laughs> if there's a way to address the controversy, I think that's it. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. They don't drink milkshakes, I assure you. I have two guns. One for each of you. Like the power of Grayskull. Well, there's nothing like experimenting. Good afternoon. You're at the silver screen with Scott and Liam. Where? What are we talking about today? Today we are going to talk about Alita, the Lego Movie 2, the box office, and a brand new segment. Woo! You hit that note. Oh, yeah. I think we're going to start out with Alita. I'd rather rule in hell than serve in heaven. There are watchers all over the city. Destroy the girl called Alita. Don't underestimate who I am. Alita Battle Angel, ready PG-13, February 14th. Alita Battle Angel is based on the anime or manga of the same name and follows Alita, who is a battle angel. <laughs> no, Alita is this what, this girl who was... Actually, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, I, really did, I have to say, I really did enjoy this film, but it's very hard to try and explain the plot. Have you read the manga? I have not read the manga, have you? No. No. Um. <laughs> I, so, yeah, before, before we start this interview, we're coming at this as we've literally just seen the film and nothing else. No. So, I don't know, it was... It was... <laughs> it was just so hard to explain. Um, Alita. She's a battle angel. We, <laughs> we okay, okay, yeah, yeah. So we go plot performances and then if, what we liked. Yeah, go yeah. For, so plot. Alita is a young cyborg who has amnesia, who needs to find herself while becoming the best intergalactic sports star in the world. Whoa, well, um, juggling love. Whilst juggling love and juggling her guardian, I Ido? Ido, Pl- Ido yeah. played by the great Christoph Waltz, who... Is, is Christoph Waltz a good actor, for starters? <laughs> Do you know what? No, I will wholeheartedly argue Christoph Waltz is a good actor. I just think Christoph Waltz is very good at not giving a single fuck. What's a good Christoph Waltz movie besides a Tarantino one he's in? Uh, Big Eyes. Okay, you got me. Yeah. You got me. Um, so, do you think that if you were going in cold, cold-hearted? Yeah, no, no just, cold. Just, just cold. Just cold. Just cold. Yeah. Um, were you impressed by what you've seen? Not gonna lie, I was. I actually quite enjoyed Alita, uh, which I genuinely didn't think I would because mainly the pedigree of the people behind it. Because I didn't know until about the week before, but this is directed by Robert Rodriguez, who we all know directed the Spy Kids franchise. Nice. He did Machete, Machete and the great film From Dust Till Dawn. 
Don't Wait. forget Sin City. And for, and which is what it's being advertised as yeah, from the maker of Sin City. Yeah, from the maker of Sin City, which oh, I actually quite enjoy the first Sin City. I, I think it's very, very good. But And it was also produced and written by Big Shock James Cameron. Mm-hmm. Like, which, I don't know, like, I don't know if I consider James Cameron a great filmmaker now. Like, I, I would. I, th- I think as a, if he wants to bring, like, epic scale, I think he does that flawlessly in most of the films he does. Like, Titanic, Avatar. Yeah. If he wants to bring us to a completely new world, he will. But from a story perspective and as a writer, I don't think he's great. He was, well, like, writing this in, like, full blue paint. He's <laughs> <laughs> in, in the, like, opposite of an Avatar trailer. I feel like he's the kind of person who says, okay, we have this idea. Just go with it. I'm not going to develop. Just go with it. Like, well, not for this movie because he's been trying to make it for 20 years. Yeah, like... I, he read the manga and he was mm. like, man, I want to make this. And uh, there was arguments with rights and stuff. Definitely, So, yeah. big good old Robbie Rodriguez stepped in and was like, look, I'll direct it. And James Cameron gave him a hundred and eighty eighty words, hundred eighty eighty page script, yeah, yeah, and then six hundred pages of notes on yeah. the character in the world. Mm-hmm. This and is bananas. I'm pretty sure Rogers looked at that and just went, "Ah, oh, yeah, I can do that." <laughs> I did spike it. He's a strange director because he could easily just make a film all by himself, like no other editor, and he's known for doing that. Yeah. Like he did that for, I think the one the grind the grindhouse, grindhouse. yeah grindhouse yeah. he did that. The, um, the, well, Alita Battle Angel is definitely more akin to Spy Kids definitely, than yeah. any of them else. You have your mm. robots, you have your fight scenes, weird gadgets, <laughs> um, the world of Iron City. The world of Iron City, uh, this is like my first main bit of, bit of praise to the film. It looks fucking stunning. What um, type of screen did you watch this on? I just saw it in 2D. I wish I saw it in 3D though or IMAX because I was IMAX and 3D oh, like I'm sh- like to anyone who goes to this film I would recommend just seeing it in 3D and IMAX because in 2D alone it still looks amazing but I'm sure IMAX would have done it better genuinely think it's the best 3D I've seen actually since Avatar yeah like I don't know I think it's because of how much effect he's had on the 3D industry as a whole James Cameron should be really be the only person who should do 3D yeah well, um, there's rumors and whispers in the cinema world that there's a film he's developing which he wants to have in a brand new type of 3D. And as someone um, in it kind of connected to the cinema industry, um, their cinemas in Ireland are trying to figure out if they need to build a brand new screen just for this film. I mean, mm-hmm. I do I do wonder, because like, You've got 3D, you've got 4D, 4D, which is not even... Re- Spike gets 4D. Spike gets 4D, yeah. I've right. seen that. Uh, like, but back to Alita, anyway, because like, I, like, I feel like we're getting very off topic with this when just talking with the filmmakers. But Alita itself, I do think it's quite an enjoyable film. And definitely, if you want to just if you want to see it just for visuals, for action, definitely go and see it because it's... The action and the general, like, most of the pace of it is bonkers. Yeah, the um, accent in particular was brutal. There was, like, some mm. big kills. Like, just whenever they're playing motorball, like, it's just, it looks so cool. It looks so fun. I will subscribe to the motorball network in a heartbeat. <laughs> um, so, if you were um, to describe the rules of motorball, how would you, what are the rules of that game? They're rules. Yeah. There are rules. are rules. Um, <laughs> Like, if from an outsider's perspective, beat the shit out of each other until you get the you points, ball. you get the motorball. But does the game work as a point, like, 
do you have to kill the others or do you just because like and there's a scene at this early mm. on in the film where it's the first like kids playing motorball on the street and they're just trying to get the ball into like a little hoop but then when you see motorball on like the, um, the grand stage it just seems like it's hold on to this ball yeah. at, until the end I think it's like kind of like it's the kind of thing if you're playing like rugby with your mates it's fine there then you're playing he's like and then when you're playing with um like say for Ireland you're like oh yeah you're playing for Ireland <laughs> no I think it's the opposite oh yeah I feel like the um, like the kids playing it was like professional and then like when the actual arena game of motorball mm. it was all cards on the table you went for that <laughs> doesn't matter how you win motorball you go into it I, I, I'd be interested to play a game of motorball if it was possible like I would kind of want to play it as you noticed, we've been talking about this movie for a while, and we still haven't been able to describe what it's about. That's really like, and that's probably one of the problems of the film. Like, it's, the story's a bit weak. The story's a bit weak, and the story the story's both weak and absolutely crazy at the same time. Crazy visually and accent wise, I mm. feel like it's pretty generic as a story point of view. Yeah, like you have an atrocious on screen romance between Alida <laughs> and Hugo. We'll t- actually, I'll talk about Alita before we even talk about the romance because this film is carried by Rosa Salazar as Alita. Like, it looked. I think some people were like kind of conscious of the fact that it was a CGI performance. Yeah. That the eyes, the eyes, which I somehow work, they really do work in the film. The whole the big eyes, like the whole she looks like an anime character yeah. in real life. It surprisingly works, and her entire performance in the film really does move the sh- move the whole show along I think it's great seeing her her go from innocence to like warrior yeah I definitely. felt like that's one of the things that the script did really well yeah like I think she does have definitely the best, have the best performance in the film if you don't count Christoph Waltz <laughs> I, I disagree no no I mean I mean if you I, I mean that in the fact that Christoph Waltz is so but but just I don't even know if he underplays it or overplays it. Like, he just... Christoph Waltz feels like he's in a Sunday morning cartoon. Yeah, I think that would probably be the best way to describe it. And I enjoy over-the-top Christoph Waltz much as the next guy. It's the same performance he's given in Spectre and Tarzan. More so Tarzan. Yeah, I mean, I I do agree that I haven't really seen Christoph Waltz give a good performance in a long time. I think since Django. Probably since Django. Like, I again, I really enjoy Big Eyes. But even I'll admit that it's not... It's it's a fine performance, but it's not like the level of how he was a Tarantino. Yeah, but fair play to the guy he started like Austrian soap operas. Yeah, and now he's in big. <laughs> he's in Alita. Yeah, look at him go. And he also has um, Christoph Waltz has a weapon in this movie, which is the most unconventional thing I've ever seen. It's like a giant like sledgehammer. That's, that's kind of why I love it though. Like it's just so, it's so unconventional and so like what's the like, it's it's so. There's a scene where there, there's everyone fighting and it's like proper fist fight and he's just trying to like swing. <laughs> and he, and this is like hammer. this is Christoph Waltz who is not a big man. Like he's a tiny man. <laughs> he's very small. And like the trailer just like made it out that he wouldn't have much to do. Christoph Waltz well, he, in a lot of this movie. I think he's he's probably in it nearly as much as Alita. Like he'd be in a second to Alita. Yeah, I'd say. definitely. But there is also the worst part of this film we haven't talked about yet, which well we we will now, which is. The lovely romance in this film. The absolutely beautiful, stunning romance, which is just fucking shit. It, yeah. Um, so, Alita and Hugo, who's played by Keenan Johnson, um, 
I, I'm not aware of his work before this, but I don't think I want to know it after this film. When I saw Keenan Johnson, I genuinely... You thought it was the guy from... I SNL. thought it was... No, I thought it was Keenan Kel. Like, Keenan I thought Kel. it was Keenan Thompson, like... And I was like, what the hell is he doing this film? This is going to be awesome. And then it wasn't, I was disappointed. But I don't think he's been in much before. I don't think He's I, been in a few TV shows which mm-hmm. haven't gone past this season. Do you know who he, he reminds me of? Justice Smith. Justice Smith from The Lost World? Yeah. He's not that level of bad. Which, well, he, he's not far off. But no, he's, he's not. not far off. But like, oh. Actually, well, in fairness, I thought the scenes where he was on his own or with his mates, he was okay. Yeah. But anytime he was with Alita, it felt weird. I mean, I'll be real. Also, he's 22 and Rosa Salazar's 33. Yeah, that's a... That's a mm. It made me feel a little... <laughs> it, I mean, you can... T- I feel like James Cameron is making the argument, oh, but she's not a... Re- she's a CGI character, so it's okay. I'm like, uh, no, no, it, no, it, it doesn't. It, mm, mm, mm. Mm, mm. Um, the dialogue between those two characters is atrocious. There is a scene regarding a romantic metaphor, which made me want to gouge my ears <laughs> off. Just rip them off. I feel like, for the most part, the dialogue in the film is fairly standard, or can go into the level of pure atrociousness. Yeah, like a lot. Of, Christoph Waltz's dialogue gets really bad. Like he was like, there's one line in particular. Like it's one of those shouty lines. But I remember in the cinema, seeing Christoph Waltz go for it. I was in stitches. <laughs> there's a lot of unintentional laughter, but the romance is bad. Mm. It's the biggest fault of Alita. I don't want to hate on Alita, but besides the visuals and the accent, there's a lot to dislike. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay, so besides the visuals and the accent, there is the biggest fault of this film by far is the wasting of Mahershala Ali. I I was waiting for us to get this bit. See, we're both quite big fans of Mahershala Ali. Liam, I know Liam thinks he is the coolest actor alive. Which I, I love him. He just is. Like he exudes cool. You just have to look at him, and he just has that presence. And I've also started watching True Detective season three, and he is—he is so good. Like it's genuinely probably one of his best performances of his career. But you go see him and Alita, and what does he do for the whole film? He talks. He talks. <laughs> he talks, and he goes um, turns into a White Walker. He does turn into a White Walker, yeah, and he just talks. He talks. He sits in a car. He wears a trench coat. He wears—he wears shades. He—it was similar to his role in his. In Green Book, the first scene of Green Book where you meet him in the room, except yeah. he's only in that room for two hours. Yeah, like he does—he doesn't get in the car with Viggo Mortensen. What if anything, he like he just stays in the car without looking. What was this character's name? Exactly. I, 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 I genuinely, I did actually know what his name was, and I forgot. I don't know now. His name was Vector. That was his name. Yeah. Um. The, so his like. Motive? Did he have a motive? What, I don't what was his character? He was like, he rigged the games or something? or he? Oh, he was like head of the games? Yeah, he was the head of the game, of Motorball, I think, or the games. And he like, would like kind of rig it and like, make people take dot. I, I don't fucking, I don't even know. I don't even know because they just didn't use him at all. It's okay because there was um, uh, this young up-and-comer actress as his assistant. Oh, wait, no, it was, it was Jennifer Connelly who was also wasted. Like, just, there were so many big names in this movie, there and they all got wasted. Three Oscar winners. In three this Oscar winners. Technically four. Te- well, 
Mm. No, actually, don't say that. <laughs> that not, 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 yet. That not yet, man. Um, no. But there's three Oscar winners in this film, and they all just kind of suck. And Rosa Salazar is the only person who gives a good performance. But I don't even think her performance... Like, I was raving about her performance. But the more I think about this movie, the more I dislike it. Because... Um, we were talking before we went on about how it was sort of similar to Aquaman, mm. but I thought Aquaman was carried by Jason Momoa more from um, he could make the poor script work. Yeah. But I don't know if Salazar barred the accent scenes where she is immense in it. I don't know if she really... She carries like the... Yeah. Yeah, I get exactly what you mean. But I, I can kind of argue that like she is definitely giving the best performance in the film and the only good performance. Yeah. And I think... I like Ed's grind in it. Yeah, Ed's grind was fine. Yeah. I, I think Ed's grind's kind of a little bit of an underrated actor. Like, I emphasize on a little bit because I'm not a big fan of his performances, Francis in Deadpool. Yeah, that was bad. Mm. But I finally remembered what I didn't like. Do you remember Love Simon? Yes. There was one person in that who threw me off the film. The guy was like, "Oh, I'm Ronaldo. That's my character." Mm. It's not uh, a character. It, I mean, Ronaldo is not a character. Now. Jersey Landenberg Jr. Yeah, I remember. I, I I remember you saying this. He plays Tanji. He plays Tanji, and what does he do? Complains. He does complain. He's he com- the Justice Smith of this movie. <laughs> he threw me with his big afro. Threw me every time I seen him, cause he would just be like, "Oh my God, look how cool Alita is!" And we're like, "Yeah, Alita, Alita." And he's like, huh, I, don't I don't like her. I don't care. Yeah. Mm. And I'm just like, I hate characters like that. I really hate characters like that. And it's like, I don't mind it unless they have a reason or a motivation. But he's just like, I don't like Alita. Yeah. Oh, now I kind of like Alita. I want to like, go home. <laughs> I want to go home. I want my ball back. And I'm like, oh, would you just fuck off? <laughs> I will admit, like, probably my both fate, like, probably the funniest moment in the film for me is, I, I'm not going to give this away, but there is a cameo in this film that is both... One of the, there's genuinely one of the weirdest cameos I've ever seen in a film. It's that weird that I didn't notice it. Well, I did notice it, but then convinced he did, he, myself I was wrong. He didn't notice it until I said it to him like a few days back, <laughs> and I gen- I thought it was going to be someone else for a second. I thought it was going to be like some someone completely different, and then when they when you finally see them, it's oh, it's 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 so. It's not even jarring. You're just kind of like, the fuck? Well, he'll be great in that sequel we're never going to get. Oh, yeah. Lo- I love that sequel bait. I really do. The like, sequel bait? Yeah. It's a hard sequel bait. Oh, it goes stop. in for it. And also, um, I'm going to be honest. I don't think I like this movie as much Aww. as when I first seen it. I think I turned on it. Um, it ends like in a, like a quick click. I can't click too well, but if you... Yeah. That's a good click. It just <laughs> cuts off. Because I thought, without spoiling anything, um, when the film ends, I thought we were in the last half hour of the film. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought we uh. were getting ready for it. <laughs> then, I, think, I, think that's, I think that kind of speaks to the quality of the film in general. Yeah. But I think if I'm going to give it like a kind of a closing thought, I do think it is a film that... If you have, if there's nothing else to see, definitely give it a watch because if you want to see some good action, some really really good visuals, and I will say it is a good performance by Rosa Salazar. Why not? And if you are also the kind of person who enjoys so bad it's good films, I'd also go if you want to see Christoph Waltz doing <laughs> like eat just chewing the shit out of the scenery. Where did you go, Alita? <laughs> 
I love. He just, does he change? He doesn't change his accent at all. He just no. He's, he, he keeps it Austrian. Yeah, yeah. which was quite nice considering it's based off a manga. Oh, stop. Um, my closing thought is Alita: Battle Angel is going to be the exact same film as Avatar is now. You're going to see it in TV shops. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a fairly good. Just on the in, the, in the background. I'm gonna rate it maybe. I'm gonna give it two and a half stars out of five. Initially, I had it at a three, but I'm down to a two and a half. Oh. I need to have at least have some form of alcohol in me to enjoy this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and now I think we can move on to the Lego Movie Two. Hello, visitors from another planet. <laughs> Aliens took Lucy and the others. And I'm going to get them back. Hang on to your fronds, Planny. What is this place? Awesome! Namaste. Sounds spiritual. Sounds like a trap. This guy's a vampire. Attractive, non-threatening teen vampire. The Lego Movie 2. This film is not yet rated. You can experience it in IMAX. So the Lego Movie 2 was that five years after the Inesso Lego Movie, and except everything is no longer awesome, we're in a Mad Max-esque apocalyptic world. Um, Emmett and Lucy and all the rest of the gang, they're back. But, no, 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 there's more. Um, a- aliens come and they kidnap Lucy and the rest of the gang. And it's up to Emmett to get them back with the help of Rex Danger, Danger Vest. So I'm being perfectly honest. My experience with the Lego franchise has been wholeheartedly positive. I remember I. The funny thing about the first one is that I saw that on a cruise ship. On a cruise ship. I, I it's not on a cruise ship. I was getting the ferry back from England. <laughs> and you, can't, I was, you can't start that story by <laughs> I was on a cruise ship and then go I was on the ferry. <laughs> so you, I was on, you flex so hard for a second <laughs> and then just evaporate. so I was on a cruise ship. Um, and I saw it, I saw it, and I distinctly remember crying my eyes out at the film. I really loved it, and it was one of my... Because I was the only one in the theatre. Like, in the thing, I was the only person in... Wait, sorry, before we talk about the movie, yeah. both of us cinemas. Yeah, the fairy had a cinema. Like, I was so shocked. This is Steneline, like, I was really? so shocked at this. But I went in, and I was the only one in there, and I cried. And it was really nice. And then I saw the Lego Batman movie. Fucking loved that. I thought it was one of the mm-hmm. funniest films I'd ever seen in a while. I saw Lego Ninjago, and while it's, I think it's completely fine. It's not. It's nothing. It's nowhere near as good as the other two. But I think it's a perfectly solid film if you want to see it. And then we come to this film, which I have been kind of hyping for a while, and I kind of felt it was. I felt it wouldn't reach the heights of the first one, but I still thought it would be a really good experience. Okay. Yeah. I don't know about you, what your thoughts on the franchise are, though. Uh, first Lego movie, excellent. Best film of 2014. Mm. Don't care what anyone says. Sorry. <laughs> I, I, I would definitely fight you on that. Uh, well, no. screw you, Birdman, Nightcrawler, and Revenant. Whiplash. Ah. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I take that mm. back. Whiplash is in my top five <laughs> ever. <laughs> um, yeah, Lego movie one, excellent. I've seen that in cinema. Great time. Rewatched it about ten million times. Lego Batman movie. I, I'm not. I don't know if I'm there on Lego Batman movie. No. Thought it was great, but I didn't like the set of it. How a lot of it wasn't made out of Lego. Like the water in that movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess you. I guess you. Um, yeah, that one kind of hurt my eyes a little bit, but it was great. We'll learn it. Mm, perfecto. And I only watched the uh, Lego Ninjago movie recently. With 
uh, my girlfriend's nephew. Mm-hmm. And he loves that movie. So kids <laughs> definitely liked it. I thought it was it was pretty good. Justin, no, not Justin. Justin Thoreau. It's Justin Thoreau. Justin Thoreau is the villain. That, yeah. He's very good in that. Justin Thoreau is good in most things I've seen him in. Like, yeah. I've never, I haven't seen him give a bad performance, especially at the leftovers. Like mm. so, which. Mm. And then Lego Movie Two. I wasn't really um hyped for it. I thought the trailers were a bit fine. Really, but. I love the front, the first one, so I was optimistic. And I can pretty much say that I definitely did really, li- really like this film. And now that I've actually had a, had a little time to stew over it, because I only saw it there just the previous weekend. Yeah. Um, having a little time to stew over it, I did really enjoy the film. It's not without its flaws, it's, and I don't think it's as good as the first one. But I think overall it's still a very good film. It's still very funny, the characters are still great. Uh, and it is still one of the best animated films I've ever seen as well but that's because I just love the art, the animation style and the Lego style you mean the animation's the best ever like, or the no, Lego no, it's, Movie 2 is one of the best animated films it's one of the best animated no I've, I've seen no what, wait hold on so here's the thing so I, if you like had like all the Pixar films like Pixar's greats here's would the, you put Lego Movie 2 up there with it yeah I genuinely would because the animation is just so damn good it looks and it's because it's so there's it's so creative with its animation. I think that's a good reason. It, I, it, I respect that reason. Yeah, it's it's one of because the thing with the Lego franchise is that it has the ability to to be as creative as it wants with animation. Like it has it, it's based on a franchise where you literally build shit. So why not be creative with your animation? Why not make everything Lego? Why yeah. not make the water Lego? Why not make space Lego? Space is Lego in this. Yeah, like and I love that. I really really love that. I personally thought this movie was great. Yeah. <laughs> I love this movie. I was full on expecting for a second. It's like, okay, you told me you liked it already, but you don't fucking flip it on me now. No, I told you. I thought you didn't like it because, because remember, you were like, I liked it. But yeah, I like, and I'm I'm still kind of there, but I think I'm more positive now. Like, um, story wise, this I feel like this film has a better story than the first one. I think it definitely it has a tighter story. I don't think it has a better message than the first one, but overall, I think it has a probably, no. a, probably a tighter story than than the first one, purely because it decides to focus more on Emmett and Emmett's personality, but in doing so, it kind of shuffles off a lot of the side characters. Yeah, which because there's like people like Benny the spaceman. You don't see a lot of Benny in this film. You sounded like uh, Charlie Day when you Here's the thing about Benny. Here's the thing about Benny. But you don't see a lot of him. I'm really annoyed you don't see a lot of Unikitty in this film. And I loved Unikitty yeah. in the first one. Although her kind of transformation in this film is, re- is really fun. Um, um, I felt like Unikitty in this film reminded me of... Uh, Slinky in the opening of Toy Story 3. Oh, where it's like, my dog builds force fields <laughs> like but she's just in that form the whole way through yeah i, I would have you. liked more of alison brie doing alison brie being positive like yeah <laughs> I, I i yeah i kind of get that although when you've lived five years in mad max world you kind of would be like that oh, actually i never mm. thought of that yeah. yeah no actually that's a good point um yeah um sorry i need to stop saying them. the emmett story is basically he needs to Toughen up in his eyes. Yeah, he he. To him, he feels like he's still quite soft, and now that his all his friends and his girlfriend has been taken, he feels like he needs to get tough. He needs to get hard. 
He needs to get rough. He needs to become a master breaker. Oh, stop. <laughs> I actually died when that, like, that fucking line. And I was like, mess up. <laughs> I was roaring. Oh. And then, like, I seen it with my brother. He looked at me and he was like, oh, it's not that funny. <laughs> yes. No, like, oh. oh. I will admit, definitely, it's definitely probably, I'm, actually, no, I will genuinely say it's probably the funniest Lego film I've seen. Oh. I've seen. Like it's got some gags that really don't work. I felt like if you watched the first one again, you'd find that funnier. I I actually didn't think a lot of the, some of the gags in the first one were that good. Really, there was some I was really just kind of like, oh, that's fine. And I also didn't find Will Ferrell that funny in the first one. As Danger Business, as Lord Business, or yeah. Lord Business. I didn't actually find him that funny. Um, no, I liked Lord Business. I liked him more when he was. So he goes into like full suit. Yeah, just, like, I think that, I think that's cool. I do think that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's very creative with it. I think but. it's actually Will Ferrell's best only good film since maybe the other guys. Uh, think about it. Yeah, well, I, I, I enjoy I, mean, I, I enjoyed Aquaman too quite a bit. Okay, I'm with you on that. Um, but yeah, no, I think in fairness, other other guys is still an incredibly funny film. Yeah, but back to this one, I do think the best thing in this film, bar none, is the is fucking Rex Dangerous. That's oh amazing. My, because like not only just because it he is the best name I have ever seen in the film. Yeah. Like, but also it's I've I've never seen an actor decide to completely spoof themselves in such a way since maybe like Arnold Schwarzenegger in Last Action Hero. But even the level though, it's meta <laughs> and it's great. And he's Kurt Russelling it the oh, whole way through. I mean, I am fully on the belief that Chris Pratt would be Kurt Russell if he wants to be. And that his, Kurt Russell's casting as his dad in Guardians 2 is perfect casting. See, my, I don't know if I told you my theory before, but there already is a Kurt Russell in Hollywood. And um, what's his name? Jason Momoa. Yeah. You did tell me I this. Tell this. Yeah, I believe that. Uh, Kurt Russell of Hollywood. Does that mean Chris Pratt is Harrison Ford? Yeah. Actually, yeah. I'll yeah. oh, settle for that. I still, I what, still. What downgrades? Well, not so much Chris Pratt. I'm going to go Kurt Russell. <laughs> I do think. There's no disrespect we uh, suggesting. We, it. we love all four actors there. We have to preface that. On like, equal level. Yeah, well, yeah, sure. Let's go with that. Yeah. Um, but I do think that gag of him being like, uh, I'm Rex Danger Vest, uh, cowboy, uh, raptor trainer, social media influencer. <laughs> like, I love that. You're yeah, like, surgeon. <laughs> oh, I don't get it. I love the raptors. Um, because the raptors are sort of like his minions of sort yeah. and they're like nearly they're subtitled the whole way through oh, but no, I, I was waiting waiting for one just to go Alan <laughs> they, I, I really do wish that yeah. I've been clapping a lot today I really do wish they did that although I haven't seen Jurassic Park 3 like ever I've only seen oh, really? that I've only seen that clip Alan. Like, <laughs> I, and I love it but uh I, I, th- I think it's genuinely just it's a very funny film Will Arnett is very very funny as Batman as always Tiffany had Tiffany Haddish just needs to be more stuff Queen whatever whatever Wanabi whatever Wanabi yeah it's brilliant she's very good um, the music in this film mm. it, oh that's not a good mm. one. Oh, that's a good one. no that's a good one. um especially there is a Batman song in this <laughs> and it's, it's oh it's amazing. I mean, uh, you, we all remember the Batman song from the first but Lego Batman movie. And then we have yeah. this, which is just pure joy. I love this, the, the Batman song in the film. Though. And the, um, I don't want to go Lando the film yet, but the closing credits song 
Yeah. Oh, I, I, I really liked it. That's just my voice, man. Oh, like, no, I thought that was a sad. No, no, oh. I was like, oh, no, yeah, I did really like it. Yeah. yeah um, the um, bits that don't work mm-hmm. is maybe Lucy. Yeah, Lucy, Lucy, Lucy kind of gets shit on in this film. But was she like, a strong character in the first? She was quite a strong character in the first one. Like, she was... She had just as much screen time as Emmett. Yeah, I think. but was Emmett not making you distracting, maybe? That he isn't a great character? Like, he isn't that funny. I don't... I think... I put that down on Elizabeth Banks. Because yeah. I do think Elizabeth Banks is quite funny, but, like, she's just not really given much to do in this film. Yeah. Um... I don't know... That would only be my sort of main fault. Oh, actually, um... It's not spoilers to say that the live action plays a big part in this. Yeah, like anyone who's seen the first Legend of the Lego movie remembers the live action moments, which were incredibly touching and heartfelt. Yeah. And came right the hell out of nowhere. And again, as you said, it's very good performance by Will, Will, Will Ferrell. Mm. But this one, this time, they're not, they're, they've a much bigger role in the film overall. And they're not used that well. I thought it was awful. I didn't think it was awful, but I don't think they were used as well as they could have been. I thought, well, I thought the little girl was great. Mm-hmm. Um, it made me upset seeing how old the kid got from the first one. Yeah, I was kind of like, you probably want to cast a new kid because he's probably he's probably like what? Well, he'd be five. Like, he'd probably be fifteen, sixteen. Yeah, like I was but like, it's from five years later too. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So, and but it's. In the advertising, but you can you don't have to put this bit in. But in the advertising is the mother advertised who's playing. The mother is not advertised who's playing. Although it's uh, if you know com- people in comedy, you'll probably know who it is the moment you hear her voice. Yeah. Like, but and and first she is, but quite a funny actress. Not that great in this film. Like, oh, really bad. Like, like I'm surpri- like surprisingly bad. Yeah. Which re- genuinely, she's one, probably one of my favorite. Like. Comics like um, right now in a lot of stuff I've seen her in. Besides maybe bridesmaids. Yeah, I, again, bridesmaids is very, very good. She's very funny in the Good Place. She's, oh, for fuck's sake, we'll just say it now. It's Maya Rudolph. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I didn't realize. It's just, it's it's just Maya Rudolph now at this stage. You've given it away, Liam. I'm not a huge Maya Rudolph fan. I'm quite a big Maya Rudolph fan. I don't, I have to I don't say. like her in the Good Place. Oh really? Yeah. I really. I think she's really funny in the Good Place. I don't like, get her. I don't get her stick. Well, she's just she's just ready to. You're taking away all of this stuff. Like I don't know. I'm I'm moving my body while I'm doing yeah, that. So I, she doesn't make me laugh a lot. She she made me laugh quite a bit. She made me laugh quite a bit in um, Big Mouth as well. So I haven't seen that. Big Mouth's very good. Yeah. But yeah, I think if do you think this is a stronger film than the first one? No, I do believe that the first one overall has much more heart <laughs> that <laughs> elevates it over this one. But I don't feel that it's a thousand miles away better. I feel like as a sequel, this is, like, very good. I think it is a top-tier sequel, and it's a worthy entry into the franchise. I do think because of how really, really good the message is of LEGO Movie, it kind of sucks. The message in this one kind of sucks because it's... Without giving too much away, if you've seen the first one, you've seen... the If you've seen the ending of this, the first movie, you've seen the ending of this movie. Yeah. Like, that, that's pretty much the basic part of it, like. Yeah. Um, there was one thing I wanted to touch on. Oh, yeah. Um, we were talking in the last, or in our, 
When we were talking about Alita, mm -hmm. we talked about how there was an amazing cameo at the end. This <laughs> yes. one tops it. This I'm one really boy. tops it. Did like... you know that it's the voice? Uh huh. Mm. I, 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 I didn't know it when I saw it and I looked it up afterwards and I was like, what? Amazing. Mm. There were several gags in this film which almost brought me to tears. Mm. Um, I know there's one gag you really didn't like. Yeah. <laughs> and without giving too much away, it's probably the most like basic gag about Lego you could ever have. I can't believe we've gone like 15 minutes to talk about Lego and never even mentioned uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Yeah, we, I completely forgot about the fact that Phil Lord, because Phil Lord and Chris Miller did not direct this. No, they wrote it. They only wrote it and produced it, which I think that might be one of the reasons I'm not as hot on it as the first one. Because they're they always, they do even when they direct some like you didn't the Spider Verse though. That's true. Actually, I'll give it that. But I do think they usually do leave a distinctive mark on this fi their films. Yeah. And while this one I think has their like their razor sharp dialogue, really like plenty of references, plenty of like just just funny stuff. I don't think it's their strongest script today. Like, but the man who directed it is Mike Mitchell. Mike Mitchell, who okay. you may recognize as the director of you ready for this mm -hmm. Sky High um, where am I Two, Sky seven. High Sky High Shrek Forever After Alvin and the Chipmunks Chipwrecked Spongebob movie Spongebob's Out of Water only the live action sequences what and the film which probably got him this gig was Trolls are you for real yeah and that's why I feel like the live action don't work out Probably it's a bit harsh, but I put it on him. That's oh, that's that's not good. That's not a that's not a good filmography. No. Yeah. Even though I'll be honest, I do love the SpongeBob movies. I think they're very actually criminally underrated. He has three roles in this movie too. What he plays guard, octopus, and Harmony Town citizen. Mm. Oh seriously? Yeah. I've actually I will say my favorite performance in this film was given by an ice cream cone. Richard Ayoade. Oh, he's so good. He's so fun. Richard Ayoade is just a funny man in general, but this film just takes to another height. Who played the banana? I fucking don't know. I genuinely don't know. Can you look that up? Yeah, I'm going to have a little little look now. Oh, that banana. Should it be, should it be under banana? <laughs> that sounds really... That sounds very suggestive, so I will not yeah. um, I will not say a word. Jeez, the cast for this film is crazy. The cast for this film is massive. Oh, I remember what my nitpick is, but I'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Because, okay, come on. DCU internet. Oh, I just revealed our location. Our fans are going to go crazy outside. Oh, no. So, you know, you can edit this out. This is really... Uh, I'm going to have to edit this out, yeah. 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 Give me a second. It's okay. Um, banana... I genuinely can't find it. Ba -ba -da -ba -ba -da -ba. Yeah. Oh, would it be? Would his name be Bal Baldazar? Oh no 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 no, Benarnard. There we go. Who do you think is voiced by? Uh, just tell me because I won't guess. Ben Schwartz. Is it actually voiced by yeah, Ben Schwartz? Yeah, never noticed. Sonic the Bleeding Hedgehog. And no feelings in this film? Too. I know no feelings in this film. No feelings quite funny in this film. Who did he play? Who was that? He, wa oh, he ba was... Balthazar? He was Balthazar, yeah. Who's that? I actually don't remember. <laughs> I, I know, I know. I remember he no feelings was in the film. I remember recognising his voice, but I can't remember what he did. On the topic of voice acting, mm -hmm. did you think that Nick Offerman left the film? Yes, 100%. Because it, it doesn't sound like him in the first one. I'm convinced it's still not him. I, <laughs> I'm kind of convinced they use archive footage. But it's too high-pitched. Unless, because he can put, he can, his voice can go fairly high. 
but it was constant high. Is that yeah. a natural high? Yeah, no, it's not natural high. Yeah, but I mean in this. In this, no. in this, yeah, you, it was he, very high. Yeah, because it threw me off a lot of the film because I was like, well, who's playing Meadowbeard now? <laughs> I'm I'm glad our biggest thing take take away from this was the fact that we don't know if Nick Offerman was in this film, which is a crime because Nick Offerman is the best. And okay, so I feel like we both get to have one answer for this. Okay, go ahead. Favorite gag from the movie? Oh, don't do that to me now. I have not. Uh, I I think you've already said yours. No. No. I, I didn't mention it in my review because my mine is still the Rex Dangerous. Mine is definitely just. Just Raptor Trainer, like all, a whole sequence. Mine is uh, Aquaman go, Mama! <laughs> <laughs> I say oh. that anytime I talk about Aquaman, I You go, say that in general. You yeah. say that when you're talking to me sometimes. <laughs> Mama! Badass! I think you said that actually when you walked up to me today. <laughs> I think you actually said that. <laughs> I just love, I love Jason Momoa. He is a treat. But I think take what our closing note in this film for me is that it's a highly enjoyable film and definitely if you're going to see something this week go and see that. Don't be expecting it to live up to the heights of the first one, but still enjoy it for the funny emotional ride that it can be. Yeah, um, I pretty much agree with all of that. I think definitely go see it, go support it because I will touch on later. It's not doing too well. Mm. Um, Lego Movie Two, I thought it was very good, and I would be well on board for a third one. I'm gonna give it four stars out of five. Four stars for me too. We are yet to disagree on. We're we're very yet to disagree. I really can't wait for the moment where we just both outright disagree on a film because I really. And actually, we agree, we disagreed on it later. Not really. I think Did we you say two and a half. Right? I said two and a half. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought you said three. Like, I would love to see a film where we both just go. You give a one star, and I give a five star. Like, that would be very interesting. And we're now going to move on to news, movie news, <laughs> news about movies. <laughs> the newsiest movies you'll ever meet. E. And then we'll have news music. Off with probably the biggest one of the bigger stories that's happened now in the past day or so, which yeah. is uh, well, you can take it away, like, yeah, yeah, Fortnite Genie. <laughs> I've just given Liam a slap, um, yeah. So, everyone has now probably seen the teaser trailer that's come out for the, the new movie Aladdin as the live action remake of Disney, and people are not really focused on Aladdin that much or the story or. You know, why Jafar sounds really, like, high-pitched. No, everyone's really kind of concerned why why the hell is Will Smith blue and why does he look like crap? I blew myself. He literally looks like he blew himself. <laughs> but, oh, like... Where, like I, um, I don't even know what to say to it. Like, okay. Okay. A big fear of mine before Aladdin was made is that Will Smith sort of tends to play Will Smith. Yeah. So it seems like Aladdin, he's gone in a much more different creative process by deciding, I'm going to be Blue Will Smith. <laughs> so the dialogue annoyed me anyway, because he was like, you don't know about magic? Mm-mm. See, here's the thing. I am, I'm, a big, I'm a fan of the original Aladdin, the animated version, but I can wholeheartedly agree that it's Robin Williams just being Robin Williams. So I do yeah. not see I, I do not have that big attachment where only Robin Williams can play the genie and only it can only be Robin Williams someone doing a Robin's impression. I'm open to seeing a Will Smith version of the genie because I think 
Will Smith is still a very charismatic actor. He's still, he is still, I'm sure he could still own the role. But would you rather see Robin Williams being Robin Williams improvising, or would you rather have Will Smith being Will Smith? Oh, Robin Williams in the day, but I'm still open to Will Smith. Like but he's not on that comedy level. Like name, like what's a Will Smith film where he's genuinely out and out hilarious? Because I prefer Will Smith dramatic roles personally. Okay, that's completely fair. Like maybe he's I enjoy the Men in Black movies, but I wouldn't say he's. I would yeah, you wouldn't hilarious. say he's the, he's a bit like Tommy Lee Jones is the funniest person in that film. I think. Yeah, but I do think he's still I do think he's still a very fun actor. I think he will bring um, I think he's definitely gonna bring a weird blue energy to this film. Like I don't and know. I think if anything, the fact that they decided to show him as blue in general just looks. Well, <laughs> he looked like he was wearing a bald cap. I think he, I'm, I'm pretty sure he shaved his head, but, but it, like it does look like he's wearing a ball. It, well, it just doesn't look like he's on it. He doesn't. Look, it looks like they literally just stuck his face there. But you got to remember, they released a one-minute teaser trailer, and the film comes out in May. We have two minutes of footage so far, and I say mm. about have we heard Aladdin talk? No. Who's playing Aladdin? Aladdin. I think he's being played by a newcomer. A newcomer. Yeah, yeah I couldn't think of his name. And Jasmine. Jasmine is being played by the Pink Power Ranger from the Power Rangers movie. The new song. Yeah. Okay. I'll which I, which I I'm, like okay. I'm okay. I'm yeah, okay. I really fine. I really like that movie. Yeah. Um. Jafar seems it seems like a fan made movie. Yeah. I don't like. I don't know about you, but when I think of Jafar, I think of like big, intimidating, creepy voice, creepy looking guy. This guy just looks hot. He's probably. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Yeah. This guy is just hot. It, yeah. He's an attractive man. He's a very attractive man. <laughs> But I like you would put Jafar as maybe second to Scar in terms of Disney villains. Yeah, like he is still probably he's one of the most iconic Disney villains, and especially like his voice. His voice is just pure silk. This guy's just like doing audible books. Bring me the lamp. <laughs> that was literally his voice. Bring me the lamp. Oh, and, like, and then you hey, like Jafar. have, and you have Jafar was like, bring me the lamp. Yeah. I know I, they were the two the same pitch. But I don't care. <laughs> I don't want to break your heart. It's okay. It's okay. I wasn't. Tra- I wasn't cut out to be a voice actor. So you think of this. You think of the performances. That look a bit. Oh, this seems a bit weird. You think of the um, the costumes. You're like, they seem really cheap. You have Will Smith, Genie. Everything's going bad. You're like, oh, I wonder who's directing this. Yeah, this is one of the more interesting things. This film is being directed by Guy Ritchie. But yes. and. Can I, Guy Ritchie direct a film that isn't a Guy Ritchie film? Here's the thing. I like. Did you saw King Arthur last year, didn't you? Yeah. King Arthur is a thing. Um, it's not as bad as was that other film that came out recently, very similar to King Arthur. Uh, not as bad as Robin Hood. Yeah, well, Robin Hood is a whole other level, I think. But when I saw, like, I think Guy Ritchie can direct a film that isn't a Guy Ritchie film. He just hasn't made it yet. That's my kind of belief. I also think that Guy Ritchie hasn't really directed a good film since. That's what I was literally going to check. Since Rock and Roller. Rock and Roller? Would yeah. you. Of Sherlock Holmes? I enjoy the Sherlock Holmes film, but I don't. I think they're deeply flawed. Wait. He's only made 19 movies. Yeah, he's, he's, he's not made that many movies, yeah. though. I didn't like Sherlock Holmes Game of Shadows. Game of Shadows? I actually think Game of Shadows is better than the first one. Would you say, right, looking at his filmography, his greatest film and maybe to me his only out and out great film might be Snatch see I will I will make the argument for Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels it's, I'm not really on that boss mm, but I will also I will agree yeah Snatch is probably his best film just yeah. purely because it's just it's funny it is it moves at a snap pace got brilliant performances and it's just a fucking good time 
But if this doesn't do well, he'll be falling off the back of Man from Uncle, King Arthur, and Aladdin. Yeah. And for a guy who hasn't made that many films, that's not good. Like for a long time, he was sort of known as Madonna's husband. Yeah, like I, I keep forget he was married to Madonna. Right? Yeah. But I think, I genuinely think, out of all, because there's, there's three Disney live action movies coming out this year, or is it just two? Three. There's Dumbo, Lion King, and. Yeah, I think I think this one, like, I actually do find it incredible, which is each one is being played, each one's being made by a particularly iconic director in their own right. Um, like, we have Tim Burton doing Dumbo, we have Guy Ritchie doing Aladdin, and then we have The Lion King John with John Favreau, which we haven't seen that much footage for. We also know people are going to turn up for that, like... Um, there is another remake coming out this year, which I always just wanted to check, but... Oh, yeah? Um, I'm not sure if it's live action or animated, but there's a Lady and the Tramp coming out this year. Lady and the Tramp, it's, really? Um, it's not in cinema, so it will be on Disney+. Plus. Oh. But the oh. cast has Tessa Thompson, Justin Theroux, Kira, Kersey Clemens, Sam Elliott, and Benedict Wong. Oh, seriously? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not... Okay. I don't know, like, like I'm not, I'm not that big into the Disney live action remakes. I do, I think Jungle Book is the only good one, because I do not like Beauty and the Beast at all. Yeah, I oh, know Cinderella is great. Mm, not, so, I'm not that mad. I love Cinderella and I love Jungle Book, and I don't like Maleficent. No, no, I don't like Maleficent either. I, I, they're making Maleficent too. Yeah, Maleficent too is coming. I think out it's already too. filmed. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's out next year. Yeah. Which, yeah, um, I think overall, I still am very excited for... Actually, the one the one I really want to see and the one I really want to do well is Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah. I would love to see that purely because I want Peter Capaldi cast as Frollo because I, I know he would kick ass as that. But you've been basing... You told me this already. And you've been basing your opinion of and Hunchback of Notre Dame off your dream casting. That's yeah, why you I want know it that. to do well. I know that and that's what I should, shouldn't do. <laughs> but like, Jesus Christ, if that happened, I'd be so happy. And I'd be like, okay, this film's amazing. I don't care. Well, tell you what film is coming out. What film is coming out? A movie based off the Trench from Aquaman. Yeah, I heard about that. And I'm like, why? Why the hell, out of all things to spin off out of Aquaman, you decide to spin off the Trench? I want to spin off off the bullies from the first ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> like, look who's talking to the fish. <laughs> it's fish boy. It's fish man. Fish man. <laughs> like, oh. Like, like... The Trench is a pretty decent part of the film. I think it's, you know, it gave us the wonder that was Julie Andrews. Like, but, you know... Is he alright there? I don't know. I feel like he's just on the phone. Yeah. Mm. Now we have a book out. Yeah, it's cool. The Trench is like a weird part of Aquaman, because on the one hand it is quite, honest to God, creepy. It's the best part of the movie. It's the best part of the film, and I think... But it's a sequence, not a movie. It is, it is a sequence, not a movie. But why you decide to make that a spin-off? Because I don't know what you'd actually do with it. I would have I would much rather them to just focus on the dinosaurs from it. Because there's dinosaurs in that. I, I, yeah, there is dinosaurs in that one. I mean, I wouldn't have said no to like a Willem Dafoe spin-off. Willem Dafoe's in that movie. Yeah, Willem Dafoe is in that movie. Like, I feel like someone's like, oh, I want to see a Patrick Wilson Orm spin-off. And I'm like, no, you don't. You a just... Willem Dafoe and Patrick Wilson body cop movie. I'd actually love that, but they're as their characters from yeah, Aquaman. I'd love that. Characters. Uh, um, yeah, that's all I had to say on the trench. Yeah, and then, of course, we have another sequel coming out soon. Coming to America too. Coming to America. Coming to America. Mm-hmm. I'm still very annoyed that Transformers was not... Was Transformers 4 was not Transformers. 
Transformers. Yeah. Like, you had a perfect opportunity for that. Like, why did you not take it? The best sequel names in the world will always be the Fast and Furious ones. Oh, Too Fast, Too Furious. Mm-hmm. Fast and Fur- the Fast and the Furious, and then Fast and Furious. Fast 7. Fast 7, Fast 5. The Fate, fate, the fate of the Furious. The Fate of the Furious, yeah. And um, Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Joel. Oh, stop. Sorry, sorry, I'm getting sidetracked. <laughs> like, but Coming to America 2 is coming out, and... Like, we've both seen Come to America. Mm. Why the hell they decide to make another one, I'm not sure. It doesn't feel like out of all the Eddie Murphy properties, the one that demanded the sequel. Yeah, like, it was funny, alright, but it's not, yeah. like, cinematic genius or anything. It's just an Eddie Murphy movie. But it feels weird that, like, we're gonna be... It's coming out in 2020, it's mm. released. So you're gonna have... It's the year of over-delayed sequels, because you also have Bad Boys 3 coming out that yeah. year. Yeah. Like, so it's like it's really odd that like Hollywood's choosing now to release these films that have pretty little fanfare and that much cultural impact. Like, did coming to America ever have a huge impact? I don't think it had that big. I'm pretty sure it did pretty okay at box office wise, but like it didn't have a massive impact. I think it was just like, oh, there's another Eddie Murphy movie. It's pretty funny. Let's go see it. But other than that, not really. You would have thought that they'd finally make the Beverly Hills Cop movie. I see them, Haven't they made like four Beverly Hills Cops movies though? Yeah, they have. Yeah. Actually, the, I'm completely wrong. Coming to America made $288.8 million, was more than both Nutty Professors and triple what Trading Places made. Even still, I am with the mindset where I'm just like, it's just why? Just why? Like... Why not? Who's directing the new one? Uh, I honestly don't know. Like, I don't think it's. I think it might be someone. John Landis made the first one. It's hardly. It's hardly. It's, it's hardly John. No, it is not Max Landis. Yeah, piece uh, of trash. Yeah, I don't. I don't like Max Landis. Calling him out. Mm. The director is Craig Brewer, who's made Footloose, the remake, Hustle and Flow, Black Snake Moan, and everyone's favorite film, The Legend of Tarzan. Well, this movie's gonna be crap. Yeah. I think that's a pretty good note to end news on, unless you have any more items. Um, no, nothing really comes to mind. Uh, yeah, we'll move on to box office. Box office. So, are we going to have a look back at last week? I think we should. So, last week we made a few predictions. And I'm, I'm gonna be honest, I think we were both, both very wrong and very right. Get ready to draft a scoreboard too. Oh yeah, like so. Yeah. Oh, oh, I have an announcement to make. Mm-hmm. If um you want to follow our reviews, um you should follow our new letterbox page at the silver screen because starting of probably today or tomorrow we are going to start a film on film of the day on our Twitter and post a mm. review on our letterbox. Definitely, yeah. So check that out. Go for it. Yeah, that was that was my announcement. That was a nice little shoehorn in. Yeah, Thanks. I appreciate that. start with Cold Pursuit. Cold Pursuit. So, I guessed that that would make 15 million opening and you guessed that it would make 18 million opening. And what did it get? It made 11 million. It made 11 so million. Scott is closest and for Ooh, those yeah. following at home how to play along, whoever gets closest between us with a Scott in this case gets one point mm-hmm. and whoever bangs it to the million gets the three bonus. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, so that did Surprisingly well, considering everything happened, but we're not going to touch that film. No. Nope. Uh, and then we come on to Everybody Knows. I don't think everybody actually seen Everybody Knows. 
<laughs> Which one was this? Again? I actually don't even know. Cause <laughs> is this the Benedetto del Toro one? I think. Oh, I found it. Yeah. Oh my god. I. Because I predicted okay, that would make. Scott, I... I'm gonna be honest with yeah. you. Yeah. I made a mistake. What you made a mistake? Yeah, I did make a mistake. Why did you make a mistake? See, when I was, I'm in charge of getting the movies together. Yeah. For box office prediction, everybody knows. Um, it only opened in four theaters. So it only made $71,000. I'm gone. <laughs> I, didn't, I'm gone I didn't know. It, it opened It opened 42nd right above another new entry, uh, Peppa Celebrates Chinese New Year. Are you for real? <laughs> for fuck's sake, Liam. <laughs> so it made, okay, so you won that then. Because I guessed two million, you guessed one no, million. Closer to zero than one, though. <laughs> I think I'm gonna say you won that. Yeah, then. Okay. I so, don't. <laughs> I'm like looking. I'm looking at the top. I'm like, where is this? But then we can move on to Lego Movie Two. This is gonna be a tough one though, because okay, Lego Movie Two has not done so well. We actually last week we both thought we underestimated it because the original opened was 69 million. Don't laugh. Um, but this movie only opened with 34 million. Yeah, and I was really sad of that. I was very, very sad of that because it's, it, it sh- like, even as good as the first one is, it still made quite a bit of money. Lego Batman earned fifteen. Like Mega Batman, really? Yeah, and earned wow. more. Yeah. Um. So what did you say for this? I said that would make twenty five million overall, mm-hmm. like in the it's open weekend. And I said forty. You said forty. I'm bad at maths. Who's me? You're close. Yeah. Oh, I was no. Scott twenty. Yeah, it's yeah. two. But one. that was actually a pretty good guess. It's two one. Yeah. And then we move on to the prodigy. <laughs> not which, the band. Not the band. No, the lovely Taylor Schilling movie. Yeah. From Orange New Black. I guess that would make four million. And you guess five million. Oh, it earned five point eight, so it's on six million. Oh. Yeah. So basically, it so earned six million. You and you got it, my friend. You got it. That's it's neck. It's neck and neck, and it's all to play for, my friend. Is that all for? We have one more. We have a tiebreaker. For this week? For this week, we have What Men Want. Oh, okay. We have a tiebreaker for it. I guess that would make 19 million opening. And you guess you'd make 20 million opening. Do you know what it made? How much did it make? I mean, <laughs> you're going to be really annoyed. Okay. You do win. How much did it make? 18 million. <laughs> Come on! 18.2. Oh, that's a pain in the ass. Yeah. And that, well, that puts me up to 3-2, which means I win for this week. Yeah. Other box office news from the week, just to let you know, Glass made another $6 million and the upside is now outgrossing it with $7 million. I find that hilarious, yeah. though. Like. For an $85 million domestic call in America. Yeah. So, basically, we're going to move on to our predictions for the week. Now, this week coming, we have Happy Death Day to You, mm-hmm. which we're, both, we're actually both pretty excited for. Yeah. yeah. Um, there is this, isn't it romantic? I mean, I need to clear this up. Right, because isn't it romantic as Rebel Wilson movie? But part I'm, of me feels that it's Netflix. I think no, it's not a Netflix film. I don't think it Are is. Sure. I'm pretty sure that's a, that's Warner Brothers. Because when I was, I think we have that Happy Death Day to You is a studio film. Uh, and then is it romantic? I don't think no, it's not a Netflix film. No, oh, I don't know where I'm getting that from. I think it's because it looks like a Netflix film. It, does. it like, and I'm sure it'll be fine. But, like, I've seen no pushes for that at all, like, marketing-wise. No, um, oh, outside the United States and Canada is being released on Netflix. That's why I was confused. Ah, so we still predict it. 
Okay, yeah, that's fine then, sir. So thank God I don't have to go see that. Um, <laughs> so, I'll make you see it. Yeah, so we have Isn't It Romantic, Alita, and Fighting With My Family. And when are we on next? Uh, we are on next week then. Next week. Yeah, yeah, no, that's cool. So those four movies. Uh, how are you feeling about Fighting With My Family? Are you excited for that? I am so excited. For anyone who doesn't know, I am a WWE super fan, <laughs> and this is based off the career of Paige. Um, who comes from a Norwich background in mm. England, directed and written by Stephen Merchant, Nick Frost is in it, Dwayne Rock Jones a producer, and it's going to be great because it's wrestling, and I love wrestling. And we're trying to go to the premiere. Fingers crossed. Fingers <laughs> crossed indeed. But, okay. I already have my prep questions. Oh, stop. Uh, yeah. Um, so, if we're going to start predicting, for, we'll start with a happy death day to you. Judging by, cause the first one, how much did the first one originally make? Because I'm fairly oh, certain so it made a fair so bit. So happy you asked me that because I thought I was gonna have to go in on this code. No, no, I, happy. I'm fairly certain that made a fair bit of money. Now I don't think it made us. Uh, enter. Happy death day made. I feel like whenever I'm in a Google off that my laptop decides 125.5 million overall. Overall. And it's a fairly low budget film. 4.8. Yeah, like that, that was a box office success. Okay. But I predict opening wise, it's not going to do as well as the first one. Because while I think the hype is there for the first one, it's still just another horror film that's coming out in, okay. in February. I predict that's going to make maybe 10 million. I think it's going to open with 22 million. 22 million? Yeah, I feel like Valentine's Weekend could help, but there's a lot of competition though, but you know what? Go big or go home. I mean, I'm going to see it this weekend, so like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to help it. We move on then to Isn't It Romantic? Um, yeah, I'm really not, I'm really stuck in this one because, I mean, it's got a fair, Rebel Wilson is still a fairly like household name, I think, but I wouldn't really be mad to see if it was. And works too. That's true, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm gonna say that's not gonna make loads. I'm gonna say maybe make twelve million. I'm going sixteen. Sixteen? Yeah. Hmm. We're gonna stop disagreeing, Liam. I know. Um, okay, so sixteen for Liam, twelve for myself. We then move on to Alita. Has Alita actually not opened in America yet? No, it opens on Valentine's Day. It opens. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. Which means it has a two hundred million dollar budget. So. Hmm. It needs a big opening. It does need quite a big opening. But can I give you some background? You can give me some background. At the start, it was projecting for $25 million And opening. now? Rumours that it could go as high as 50 but very unlikely. I think... So it'll be in that Because ballpark. it's come out in China already, hasn't it? In Japan. Oh. Because if it has, then I... I, I, actually, I actually don't think it has. I think China, Alita... China released it. Doesn't come out in China until twenty second, because they're in their New Year's okay, celebrations. Yeah. Then I think personally, I'm predicting it's gonna make fifty three million. You're insane. I I think because you have that pull of James Cameron. Because if you want to see a James Cameron, if James Cameron wants money, he'll make get some bloody money. So I think it's gonna make fifty three. Thirty two million. Thirty two million. I think Alita's bombing. Hmm, I really don't want it to bomb. That's the thing. Like, cause like, while it's while we have our thoughts on it, I just think it's an enjoyable film. Yeah, it is enjoyable, but I just don't think that it's people are gonna be a bit thrown by yeah. the concept. Yeah, I get And there's you. no real big name. Christoph also is a no. No, I get box that. Box office name like. And then we move on to fighting with my family, which I don't see it making that much. 
I really as much as as like great as all the actors in it, it has a rock and I know, but like it's not about the rock. I don't think it's gonna make that much. Nine million. Eleven million. Eleven. I think it's gonna make yeah. eleven. Yeah. My thought process behind that was Dragon Ball Brawly opened around that ballpark. Yeah, and just, Dragon Ball Brawly has made a lot of money, which yeah. I'm so shocked at and also so pleased at. It's gross more in one weekend worldwide than Mortal Engines. Yeah, it's also like the highest grossing Dragon Ball thing ever now. Great. Which I'm oh. Is the highest grossing anime product? Uh no. Pokemon two thousand? Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah. And now I think I'm pretty happy with all those box traditions. Can we move on to our box of predictions for the year? Oh, are we gonna go back to it? Well I think we should go back to it because we filmed this last week and then due to major technical difficulties on my part, because I'm an idiot, we lost it. I thought it wasn't your fault though. Uh, the, the file's corrupted. True. Okay. But anyway, give me a second. Take your time. I, See, I, like I don't know what you're doing. This is great. I think it's I think it's funny because we, this year is it's one of the weirdest years I think for blockbusters in Hollywood because it is a majority sequel sequel or remake year. Well, thankfully last week, for I was going to say if you were listening, but it got cut off, so you weren't. But I said last week that this year is going to be the highest grossing year in cinema ever. Yeah. It's currently, judging by the opening two months, it's one of the weakest. Really? Yeah, the first two months have been poor. Wow. I don't think that's, I think that's purely down to the fact that there's been barely any, like, big films. Yeah. Like, released. Because around this time you had, like, around this time last year you had Black Panther. That is true. Yeah, and Black Panther, well, was Black Panther. But now it's like there's really been not many, like, big releases. Glass. Glass. Glass was not that big. Like, the big Lego movie was meant to be big. Yeah, and the Lego movie is not. And yeah. I, I'm really sad about that. And I think feel like Alita's going to have the same effect. I hope Alita does well. I really do. Yeah. But, because Aquaman has taught me that people will go see like loud things. But, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> shut up. I know. But We've, we've I, talked about Aquaman in, in every single segment so far. We're going to do a, a separate segment one week where we just talk about Aquaman. Uh, and I can't yeah. wait for it. Um, but yeah. I think we're going to start out with my top 10, yep. which, well, I'm we'll alternate, obviously, mm-hmm. but my number 10 is <laughs> Secret Life of Pets 2. <laughs> you had that. <laughs> yeah, no, Secret Life of Pets 2. Um, do you know when that is coming out? That is coming out, I think, in July. I think it's coming out the, around the same time the first one came out, and I'm not going to lie, I think it's going to, I think it's going to have a similar enough thing where it's like... Oh, it's something on. Let's just go see that. It's not going to be great, I don't think, but it's yeah. going to be like fine. Also, um, Illumination have a good track record with sequels because The Spickle Me 2, I believe, is their highest grossing movie. Minions. Is Minions, Minions, made up, Minions made over a billion dollars. I know so did The Spickle Me 2. No, just Minions. Really? The Spickle Me did well, but Minions made a lot of money. Oh my God. Minions is their highest grossing film, so I can see this doing quite well. But yeah, that's uh, that's pretty like I don't even think it's like, gonna be that great a film, but I can see it doing well, and that's my big thing about it. So, um, my number ten, which I'm still mad I put this in in retrospect, but mm. Jumanji, two part two. Jumanji two part two. Yeah, 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 yeah. So why did you put that in? Um, because the first one made over nine hundred million. Um, people really liked it when they were batting against it. Now Jumanji has the people on their side. The Rock is gonna get the people back on his side as well, following Hobbs and Shaw. Jablinski Games is firing on all cylinders, and then Kevin Hart proved with the upside. He can still bring people in, and it has Danny DeVito and Danny Glover. 
Okay then, I, I I'm pre- I'm pretty sure I'm gonna see it anyway because I did enjoy the first mm-hmm. one. It even like so I'm yeah that's a fairly solid choice I think. Thank you. And um, my number nine, I'm gonna preface it by saying I have like I've rejigged this list in that it's the same stuff but I've just put them in different places now okay, because okay. I figured on retrospect they're not gonna make as much. My number nine is Godzilla. Yeah. Because I am so hyped for this film. I think it's going to be fantastic. I even and even if it's like no story if I just get to see Mothra and Godzilla fighting and it looks beautiful I'm down for that I'm 100% down for that do you know um, Godzilla has one of the most movie appearances out of any character ever yeah he's appeared how many times now like because he he started if you were to guess because I remember I played this game before well I know that Godzilla first appeared in the 60s like that was his first film and now he's we say it like he's an actor like Godzilla the actor like he, uh, he still looks the same I you know? in the wrong thing hold on but Godzilla I think has appeared over I want to say 40 times oh I don't think it's that much 30 I'm not sure myself now Godzilla has been in 35 films Th- close enough and the first was released in 1954 1954 oh I'm not even going to attempt that name it's Hirayo Honda he appeared in the 1950s okay <laughs> yeah I'm not even going to try but yeah, no, I think purely because of it has quite a few people stars in it that people like, with Millie Bobby Brown, um, Vera Flaminga, Kyle Chandler, you the guy you didn't even know, Thomas Middleditch. Like, I still love you. But I, and then again, it's Godzilla. Yeah. People will turn up for Godzilla. Like that. That's why they. I think they will. Yeah, even though the first one, it's it was fine. It's a. I think it's a very, very underrated film. They mark it off Brian Cranston, just kill him inside half an hour. I mean, if Brian Cranston can bring you to a film because it's Brian Cranston, especially because that was also like the best time to market Brian Cranston. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, Breaking Bad just ended. Yeah. Like how everyone went to see Need for Speed. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot Need for Speed got made. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, what is your number nine? Um, I have. Oh, I sort of reject this, but I'm going to stay firm with my gut. Spider-Man Far From Home. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't think it's going to make that much money as it could due to, I believe, Avengers Endgame will still be in cinemas by the time it comes out. Yeah. No, it will be. Yeah. So I feel like that crossover might have a bit of a negative effect on that, whereas I think we'll have a positive effect on film which I'm going to mention later Mm -hmm. but I do believe this is going to be a really fun summer adventure Nick Fury will have summer speedos on and we'll we'll have a good time definitely not my number eight which after recent events I'm really annoyed I put on the list but is Aladdin which now that I now now I'm like now that we have seen the amazement that is um, blue dabba dee dabba die I don't (laughs) I don't think people are going to come and see this. But I also think, purely because it's Aladdin, it's a nostalgic property, it's Disney, so Disney will market, I do that with air quotes, it. And that I think it relatively will take in quite a bit of money. But, like... I, I have a question for you. Yeah? So you said it's going to bring people in. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to sound stupid if this isn't because yeah. I was expecting. Did you see Mary Poppins Returns? <laughs> no. Ask me. Did you? No. Oh god. So I don't know. I feel like the remakes are not guaranteed to 
bring people in, but Aladdin's more well-known people our age, but... Yeah, I have a feeling that it will bring in people, but now I think with Will Smith, it's kind of tainted it now. Like, so, like, the it makes bl- me want to see him more. It, yeah, like, that's true, that's true. So yeah. I, mean, I, th- I definitely do think it will, it might break the top ten. Maybe. We'll mm. see. My number eight is out in less than a month, Captain Marvel. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, I... Tell me Oh, Captain Marvel. Is a superhero? No. Um, (laughs) (laughs) For those of you who don't know, um, Captain Marvel, I think that Marvel's first female-led superhero film is going to have the same sort of impact that Black Panther had last year, coming Mm -hmm. out at a similar time, going to still be... Don't forget, Black Panther in America outgrossed Infinity War. It did, yeah. So I think that in America, especially Captain Marvel, is going to make bank... So, with Brie Larson at the helm, it looks like a bit of an eh movie, but if it can be a eh movie, then hopefully it'll prove me right. Well, fair enough. My number seven is Spider-Man Far From Home, purely for the same reason that you gave it. Like, I think it's going to do fine. Like good reason it's just it's gonna do it's spider-man you'll go see spider-man because it's spider-man it's coming right off the back of avengers endgame which people are like oh i want more spider-man go see that it's got jake gyllenhaal in it which jake gyllenhaal we love him and it looks fun that's purely it it just looks fun um my number seven is going to be the highest grossing anime property of all time detective detective pikachu <laughs> yeah i mean i'm interested to see what detective pikachu does in general I, I think it's going to be great fun. Um, you have Ryan Reynolds and you have beloved characters. A perfect mix. And that's all I have to say. I think if you have Pokemon, it's going to sell. If you have Ryan Reynolds, it's going to sell. Justice Smith. Jurassic World. Still made over a billion. That's very true. So People we'll see don't him. know he was in it until they've seen it. That's very fair. So I respect and, that. And in fairness, we made fun of Justin Smith a lot. But he looks okay in this. He looks like he's doing a fine job. Yeah. Ken Watanabe is in it as well. And I mm-hmm. love him. Like so let them fight <laughs> and we then come to my number six my number six is Fast Furious presents Hobson Shaw I think I'm going to have to disagree with you there oh, yeah? because my number six is Fast and Furious Hobson Shaw oh are you <laughs> shit <laughs> I think we can both agree with that but it's like it's Fast and Furious presents it is presents Hobson Shaw. Hobson Shaw there is no other word for it it's got The Rock it's got Jason Statham and they're both being either partners or fighting each other It's and it's got Idris Elba as a superhero the trailer is phenomenal. The trailer is the funniest thing I've ever seen, and yeah. I love it. And I just, I genuinely can't wait to see it because I think it's just going to be one of the biggest messes I've ever seen in a film. I'm excited. But God damn, will I go and see it? And uh, yeah, do you want to go with your number? I think five? I'm going with number five. My number five is Frozen Two. Man, you're underestimating Frozen Two. Mm. Big time. Frozen Two is going to be a colossal hit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And why do you say that? Because you'll find out later on on my list. Oh my! Uh, I, I think Frozen 2 is still going to do quite well. I think because it's now coming with the extended hype of the original Frozen, and it's got all these kids who were kids when they saw it are now older. Like, when did Frozen come 2013. Out? 2013? Yeah. So how long ago is that? Six years. Whoa. Yeah, they're older, they would be like, oh, I'm going to go see this again. And I think it's still going to be fun. And I think it's, you're going to get all your favorite characters back. You're going to get Olaf, Elsa, Anna, Sven. The rest of the gang. Yeah, that's it. Like, it's going to be great crack. What's um, your number? My number five is a number four. Toy Story 4. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, the more I see about this movie, the more I'm worried about it. 
Mm. Um, I love the Toy Story franchise with all my heart. I think all of them are masterpieces. But there's just something about this film that feels off. I feel like bringing Jordan Peele back to his Key and Peele days is not the best use of him at this time in his career. Mm-hmm. With films like Us and his Twilight Zone series, I feel like are going to be far better properties for him. Okay. But I, judging from the little teaser trailer, I don't know if Key and Peele really fit. Yeah, I can agree with that because my number four is Toy Story 4. Because, yeah, I do think I do think people are going to come back to it because it's Toy Story, because you're nostalgic yeah. about it, because you remember your days as a kid. And again, people who saw Toy Story 3 are now adults. Is there any good fourth entry in a franchise? Fast and Furious. I, the fourth one's not great. Um, Fast Five's work is great. That's actually fair. Um, Maybe I enjoy Die Hard. We'll, we'll find out in Avengers 4. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but does. I'd like. I'd count Infinity War as Avengers 4 because I still yeah. to this day view Civil War as an Avengers That's movie. That's completely fair. And yeah, I, I don't know. I've never really seen a good fourth film because I don't think I've ever seen many fourth films. Leaf Weapon. I didn't watch Leaf Weapon. Indiana right. Jones. Indiana Jones. Well, I, I actually quite like Crimson Skull. Star Wars Episode 4 A New Hope. Well, technically, you could say Phantom Menace Episode 4. It's okay. It's fine. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think overall it's still gonna make money. That's the that's the end of the day. What'll be your number four? Oh, it's um Star Wars episode ten. Episode yep. nine. Oh my god, what a rookie error. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can I can see that, yeah. Um yeah, I think Star Wars episode nine is going to make a huge amount of money. Oh yeah? But I honestly feel like I wouldn't be surprised if it ended up lower on the list. Yeah, me too. Especially because of the backlash to episode episode eight, Last Jedi, solo bombing. solo bombing and bombing hard. Yeah, which I was not shocked at because they did not market it. And I think people are just kind of tired of seeing Star Wars now. Like, yeah. I think people are just like they've seen a new one every year. That I think yeah. be ready just for a different thing. I'm excited for the TV shows. But... I am excited for the TV shows too. I I, can't, I do want to see the Mandalorian. I think that's yeah. gonna be great. But overall, I'm not that massive now for Star Wars. Yeah. My then we come to my number three. Star Wars. My number three? Yes, Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much because, yeah, I think it's the same, exact same reasons, and I will say no more. What is your number three? Uh, my number three is Frozen 2. Frozen it's 2. Same reasons as you, but I just think it's going to make a lot more money. Yeah, um, that's fair. Uh, if it doesn't make out the box office, the sweet, sweet merch will carry Ooh, it. Ooh, that sweet, sweet merch. So we both know we both have the same top two. Yeah, and we, we might as well, but we might as well like, keep the suspense because okay. we're assholes. Okay. Um, my number two is The Lion King. So is mine. What? <laughs> I know. Oh my god. Yeah, so, well, I'm pretty sure we'll have the same reasons. It's the freaking Lion King. You know you're going to go see it because you saw the original. The original made bank. And it, you have that nostalgic factor. You have practically the same crew who did the Jungle Book coming back to do it again. Could it crack into... Could it be one? Is there any possibility that it could Do you be know one? what? I think if it releases another trailer in the next couple weeks and that trailer goes down a storm I think it might I genuinely think it might because the marketing for it has been great well, it's the highest viewed trailer of all time well not anymore but mm. it was for like a week yeah and I think I think I think it's though it's only got that trailer though nothing else it, does, it doesn't need it though true like it could literally just say hi we're the Lion King we're out now go see yeah. it yeah but I do think it's definitely I think number one is going to be a tricky one I don't think it's going to make as much as our number one but I think it might get nearly get there I think it'll make one and a half billion. I could see it making one and a half, one three quarters billion, yeah. yeah. I, don't think, I don't think it'll make two billion, though. 
Yeah. No. And then, can I make my bad joke that I made? You last can make time? a bad joke, yeah. Okay. So, what's your number one, Scott? What's my number one? Yeah. My number one is uh, Avengers Four Endgame. It's not. It's not the Queen's Corgi. No, it's not the Queen's Corgi. No. It, it went down better last time. Yeah, I know. Yeah, That's because I wasn't expecting it. Right? Yeah. Oh, I can do a better one. Okay, hold on. Yeah. It's it's not Sonic the Hedgehog. I'll slap you again. <laughs> Leave Sonic alone. He has the muscles. <laughs> but yeah, Avengers Endgame. Yeah. You know why. I don't even want to give the reasons. You know why. Go see Endgame. Go see Endgame. <laughs> and that is our box of predictions for the year. Yeah. We move on to our final segment of the podcast now. Our, my favourite segment of the podcast so far. Which is our 50 Cent Challenge. So each week of the 50 Cent Challenge, we both give each other movies to watch, which we will then review and try and convince the other to come and watch. And this week, we've both given each other odd choices. I think your choice for me, it was amazing. My choice for you was just weird. something. Weird. <laughs> yeah, just weird. But I think I'm going to start off with myself. Liam, you gave me this week, you gave me Crank, mm-hmm. starring Jason Statham. Oh my God, I cannot tell you how happy I was that you gave me Crank. Because Crank is just one of the most enjoyably stupid films I've ever seen in my life. It's it, bizarre. It's so bizarre. Like, Crank is basically the story of Jason Statham is a hitman that is hit with, that ends up getting a heart infection. He, I think he's hit with a bullet or something. I can't remember. And it's like, <laughs> but he's hit with a bullet that, and, bit, and it's poisoned so that in order for him not to die and keep poisoning him, he has to keep his heart rate and his adrenaline up high, otherwise he's going to die. So to do that, he literally does anything he can. He fights, he drives cars, he gets in criminal activity, he gets shocked, he... He just does whatever the hell, and it's it's just fun. It's pure fun. I love his name in it as well, Chev Kilios. Like, <laughs> why, why the hell is he called Chev Kilios? He's a stave. He doesn't need a reason. He does not need a reason. But like, he just there's just stupid things that happen in this film. Like, there's a scene in it where he's in a hospital, and he's just th- he's like he's just trying to get out of there. He's trying to get away from people, trying to find him. So, but he's he also needs to be able like, to get his heart back going. So he turns to Dennis Reynolds from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He just so happens to be in this film, and he tells him to juice me. <laughs> and so he gets the defibrillator pads, puts it on Jason Statham, and bams him into an elevator. And then yeah, after that, it's just a pure ride. I think you can go full spoilers. Oh, like I like I, I don't I don't even want to spoil it because it's such a, to anyone who has not seen it, go and see Crank. I can't really explain enough just how much fun, how stupid it is. Like, what's the best way he keeps himself energized? Do you feel having sex in the middle of a horse a horse race track? <laughs> that is literally a scene where his girlfriend. He just says he gets his girlfriend. and They just start having sex in the middle of a horse a horse race. He's a state. He doesn't need a reason. He does not need a reason. No, and it's just oh, it's so stupid, and I love it. Oh, just go and see it. It's crank. Well worth the fifty cent. Well, fucking worth the fifty cent. I, was, I, I pay over like ten euro. I pay fifty euro for a crank. I was really tempted to give you crank two high voltage for next week, but oh, I'm, I'm not doing it. I, no. You find out in a little while what you know. Oh have. god. Um. Yeah, and then I think we'll move on to your film. Yeah. So you gave me a film which I haven't even heard of before. Yeah. Called Smoking Aces. So basically, <laughs> it's directed by Joe Carnahan, who made The Grey. I don't know what else he yeah. made, but it's about um starts off with like these people planning a heist right or not planning a heist they're planning it's fbi agents tracking this gangster so it turns out the gangster is planning to murder someone and steal his heart 
Who is this person? A magician made by Jeremy Piven. What? Which I didn't know. Wait, and really? like, the, yeah, the first five minutes of this, it explains everything. And then <laughs> it turns into like a like Tarantino-esque film with like Ben Affleck's in it for a little while. Um, Commons there. Why is Common in, Why is Common in movies? Commons in a lot of movies. Andy Garcia's an FBI agent. Um, what's his name? Chris Pine's playing like the leader of like a redneck murder. All the different murder groups. You have Elisa Keys playing a sniper. You have <laughs> I don't know who I the actor was. I think that's fantastic. Oh my god. There's the guy who kills people and cuts off their face so he can become them. What? There's yep. There's a guy from who's like boiled his fingerprints off. So no one will be able to track him who like kills people whenever he sees him. Ray Liotta and Ryan Reynolds are in a completely different movie. Um, let me see. Let me see what I have for this. Okay, so it's a Magic Gang film. Ben Affleck has a weirder hat than Rocky and a goatee. Um, <laughs> it also has his best scene of acting ever. Really? Now, if you've seen the film, you know what I mean. Okay. Yeah. Um, a guy pretends to be... The guy who come. <laughs> The guy who's able to adopt identities, his opening scene is not only him pretending to be in a wheelchair, but him attempt at pretending to be a black guy in a wheelchair oh, before seriously? he jumps off, rips off the face mask, and guns down people. So every, all these gangs are trying to kill Jeremy Piven's magician, who's like okay. does lots of coke. He's like proper gangster. Right. Horribly, horribly misogynist in the worst way. Okay. Um... Um, oh yeah, there's a Nazi guy who shows he's a Nazi by taking off a wig and showing he's a skinhead and then drawing a Hitler mustache with a sharpie. Right. Yeah, and and there's a Karate Kid subplot, which again, if you've seen it, you know. Uh, this was a truly awful movie, but it was really... It, it definitely kept me engaged by the amount of BS happening every few minutes. Awful, awful, awful ending. But would I say you should watch it? Probably not. Is it worth 50 cent? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I'm actually kind of interested to see it because it just set, it, I'm pretty sure it has, like, a fairly decent rating on Tomatoes as well. It's, like, 60-something now. It's 6.7 on IMBD and 30% on Tomatoes. Oh, well, then never mind then, sir. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think you should go see it. It tries so. to... It's really confusing is the only thing I'll say because there's that many characters okay, being okay. killed off every five seconds. Fair. Yeah. I think... Well, I think I won't go and see it now, then, I think. Yeah, no, I I wouldn't say it's worth your time. Just go see Crank. Go see Crank. Just go yeah. see Crank. No, go, go see Crank over smoking aces. <laughs> <laughs> but we move on to the films that we were supposed to give to each other for this week. Now, my one for you, I really hate now that I've gone I'm going with this. It's because of recent events and I can't think of another film to change it to. Am I allowed to guess? Yes it? you can. Oh I t- see now I realise you went for a Liam Neeson film. What? No, you didn't. Really? No, I was Liam thinking, Neeson. I was thinking you went with Will Smith. I thought you. No, I went. With, I went with Liam Neeson. Oh, then I don't know. I thought it was going to be I Robot. No, 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 no. I, I went with Liam Neeson film. Oh, I went with Taken. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was Taken in. I went the original. I went with the original Taken film. The I only good Taken film. Have to watch Taken and see if it's a good time. You need a particular set of skills for that film. Yep. Um. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about oh, that's gonna be uh, I wasn't ready to watch Liam Neeson oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah that is your film for next week okay what so, is mine it's Valentine's Day this weekend okay. and 
this you can edit this out in case I make it awkward. But you're in a you're in a relationship. Yeah, I am. You are. Okay. So we're gonna have a nice romantic Valentine's. Okay. Snuggle up on the couch. Mm -hmm. Gonna turn on your TV. <laughs> it's, it's romantic season, so you need a rom com. So I've given you Sex in the City. Two. <laughs> <laughs> Mm -hmm. Okay, Liam, you've no idea how much I hate you right now. <laughs> That's really funny. You have no idea <laughs> how much I hate you. Like, oh god, I actually. Like, I, I thought you needed something nice. Mm -hmm. You gotta, you're gonna go to Abu Dhabi with the gals, and oh, you're gonna have. Oh god, I actually hate you so much. Will Mr. Big be there? Who knows? Fuck off, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez, I feel like Mark Kerr mode now. I really do. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah. Okay, I don't do it was bad. Oh yeah, you did. No, you did remind me. So I'll be seeing Sex in the City too next week. I'm gonna be enjoying two hours of Liam Neeson killing people. I hate you. With no repercussions. It's just what he wanted to do. <laughs> I think that's a perfectly good note to end this lovely podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you for joining me today, Liam. Uh, thank you for having me, Scott. No worries. <laughs> I feel like I'm a guest. I'm, I'm glad I had you on your show. <laughs> See you guys soon. Bye.